0: How do people have a baby? What's gay? Um.
1: how of your body work?
0: What is a period? What is transgender? What is a condom? What is a sperm? What is poop? Pu- I can't say it. What is puberty? What would it be like to be a boy? But would a boy want to know what it's like to be a girl?
1: What is sex? What is sex? Welcome to What is Sex? Each episode we will discuss one anonymous question we've been asked by a kid while teaching sex ed. I'm Izzy.
0: And I'm Rebecca. And we are two of the co-founders of YES, a nonprofit that provides sex-positive, intersectional, consent-based sexuality education to people of all ages.
1: We believe it's never too early to start having these conversations.
0: To learn more about us, check out our website, yestoconsent.org. That's Y E S T O C O N S E N T.org. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Yes2Consent.
1: Upon going back and listening to our first episode again, we realized we didn't really introduce ourselves. We also realized that Izzy's
0: Turtle's Filter is pretty loud in the background so loud (laughs) uh but we're new to this so keep listening
1: (laughs) we promise we'll figure it out
0: eventually um my name is rebecca klein my pronouns are she her hers i am 26 i am white i am culturally jewish i
1: have a vagina and big breasts and i make jewelry And my name is izzy abraham raveson and i'm comfortable with they and she pronouns I am a white, Jewish, cisgender woman from northern New Jersey, and now I live in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm a sexuality educator, and I'm a big sister, and until recently I was a preschool teacher, and I sing a lot. Rebecca and I share a lot of these identities, so in some ways we have a lot of shared perspective. We grew up in the same hometown, um, and still sometimes our perspectives differ really widely, but we are also going to make sure that we bring on a lot of guests who have different identities and different experiences so that we can have a more rich conversation.
0: Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. This is episode one, our first ever podcast attempt. So we're starting off with a big ask. This week's episode is, what is sex? What is what sex? Is it?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> ask myself that question every day.
1: Yeah. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about what this question might really be getting at, what this kid might have really wanted to know. So, Rebecca, what do you think this kid was wondering about?
0: I feel like at that age, you hear the word sex, and you probably are familiar with maybe images of bodies in different positions that you're aware of as being sexual or maybe something you're not supposed to be looking at. Mm. And especially... this question was posed in a sex ed workshop. I think that it, I can only think of a very, like, genuinely sincere confusion. Mm. What is this thing that everyone is talking about exactly. that feels like I should be familiar with it and just have no idea where to start?
1: Yeah, that's really similar to what I was thinking. I was really thinking. I was imagining a kid thinking, what is this thing all about? Like, this thing that is everywhere, it's in every ad, every TV show, like, everyone's life, we know, like, we kind of came from there, but no one's talking about it. Like, what's the deal with sex? Why am I in a sex ed class? Why do I need to know this? And why is this word such a big deal? Because I'm sure that they've experienced adults really reacting to kids talking about sex or thinking about sex in a way that seems like you're not supposed to be thinking about it. So it's kind of like... Just Where these do multiple messages. Yeah, it's everywhere, but we're not supposed to talk about it. So like, can you just clarify <laughs> what the hell is going on here?
0: That's how I felt when Silly Putty first came out, and everyone was sort of just sticking it and letting it dissolve into little puddles. <laughs> and I had no idea why it was so attractive, but it was just this thing you wanted to play with all the time. Mm. But my teachers wouldn't let me. Just,
1: yeah, sex <laughs> is just like just Silly like Putty. Just like Silly Putty. <laughs> exactly.
0: So when did you have this question and how do you think you learned the answer?
1: So I think that I learned the answer before I had the question. You know, Mm, I remember a guest speaker coming to our third grade class and defining sex for us in a way that I left feeling really confused and kind of freaked out about. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the speaker didn't do a great job, but at least where my mind was at, I left having heard that sex was when you put a penis in a vagina. And that's all I knew. And I was kind of like, well, why is someone putting their penis in their vagina? Like, do I have to put a penis in my vagina? Like, once you put it there, what is... Like, you just sit Does like that? Does it just that? stay there? Yeah, like, yeah. how long do you have to sit like that before it's over?
0: So you knew what, you knew what a vagina was and you knew what a penis was?
1: Yeah,
0: definitely. Okay. And so was, was it sort of the... um the ergonomics of it all that you were confused by or the intent or
1: yeah all of it (laughs) but definitely I couldn't figure out why you would want to do that like I I was aware I had a vagina and I was kind of like I've never put anything in there before never really looked at someone's penis yeah like I don't and I didn't have a sense that like I got to decide how and when it would happen or that it was just for adults like I was just like I just heard this word means when a penis is in a vagina. And I was That's like,
0: interesting.
1: how do you stop that from <laughs> happening? And so the whole thing felt very jumbled and confusing. And it honestly wasn't until probably high school that I had a true sense of what comes after the penis and the vagina part <laughs> or before all the rest of the parts. Wow. Yeah. And I felt like it took me a really long time to unlearn that that n- notion that the most important or the most real kind of sex was a penis and a vagina. Mm-hmm. So that that took a lot of years to get that out of my brain.
0: Yeah, I know I had such a different experience than that. First of all, I don't remember ever learning about it. Mm -hmm. I don't remember someone coming into my class and telling me, this is what it is, this is how it happens, these are the people who do it. And I don't even remember in high school really learning the logistics or what they thought it was supposed to be. And conveying that to me, but I do know I remember very early on feeling like, I got this. Mm. Like I had been masturbating since I was very little. Mm. I had this little bear that I always like rubbed on my clitoris, and when I was a little bit older than maybe like seven or eight, I was just like sticking things inside my vagina. I was like, This is a pocket, this is for things, (laughs) and I'm gonna figure out how many things I can get in there. Wow. And I don't remember really like hitting the spot. We're feeling good. But I remember thinking, like, how many Sharpies can I fit in here? What what happens when I put this inside? And that, along with... I would come home and find porn on my computer because I had an older brother. Mm. And for whatever reason, he was using my desktop. (laughs) And, like, that in conjunction with seeing penises... On computers, going into vaginas, knowing whatever that was, I was just kind of waiting for it to happen.
1: Wow, yeah, very different. Very Although, different. the sharpie thing, I can relate to because there was one time with a friend from preschool, and we were both about four, we were playing a doctor game, and what part of the game was to see how many, like put all the colored pencils into her, like the folds of her bowl, but like, like they were all like, standing up straight. like at different angles and I remember talking to my mom about it afterwards because I don't know how she found out that I'd been doing something but I didn't want to say because I was embarrassed and she was trying to guess what had happened and finally we like got to an understanding of what had happened and she was really clear that is not what you do with a vagina you don't stick colored pencils in a vagina that's not what it's for interesting which is true (laughs) Not, (laughs) not what it's for um But I definitely felt ashamed that we had done that. Oh.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I never felt any shame until I was... I used to sleep with my mom at night. I was really afraid of the dark until I was old. I would say I'm still afraid of the dark, but Mm. I was sleeping with my mom until well into my, like, early high school days. Mm. If I could. And I remember one night, not that old, but maybe 12, touching myself, and she noticed... And very sort of discreetly was just sort of like, we don't do that in public. Like, we don't do that around other people. Mm. And without, like, sort of shaming me in any way, I felt immense shame.
1: Yeah. I had the same experience. I remember I was much younger, maybe three or four, and my mom saw me touching my vulva. And she just said, after we touch your vulva, we wash our hands. Which is, like, a really non-shaming like helpful thing to know right like that that makes sense but I heard that is like for whatever reason maybe other cultural messages that I already had this sense of private parts and Mm. just the idea that she had seen the notice that I'd been doing it I probably wasn't even aware I'd been doing it I felt really um, embarrassed yeah so yeah it, it really is hard to make sure but a kid knows that it's okay. Like, even without explicitly telling him it's not okay, we really picked up on those right. silent messages. Yeah.
0: And I knew that whatever sex was, I wasn't supposed to do it.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: I knew it was, it was a weird combination of knowing it was for me. Like, mm. girls have sex. Fun girls have sex. Mm. And if you like boys, that's the next step. And also feeling like even if it happens, you can't tell anyone don't tell anyone.
1: I didn't think I was a fun girl, so my big thing was I won't have sex until it's appropriate, which for a time to me meant married or in a committed monogamous relationship similar to marriage, because the legal status was not important to me, but the security and trust and love of the relationship in early high school, I felt like, you know, I don't know, whatever I thought I was, like smart, strong women... Wait to wait. have sex, yeah. That's I, the, kind of the message I was getting. It's like I'm not, I don't know. It was it, internalized slut shaming. I was like, I don't want to be slutty, and I like I want to be good. And good women aren't undone by their sexual desires. Mm. We aren't gonna. I'm not gonna make this mistake. I'm not gonna get pregnant young or give boys power over me. Mm. I'm gonna protect myself and wait. And I, I feel sad about that now that I felt that way, but yeah. Um, yeah
0: I I just wanted to be cool yeah I also liked boys and Mm. women at the time but like wasn't really sure what that was Mm -hmm. I thought that was rooted in jealousy Mm. and just being envious of other bodies Mm. but I liked boys like acted as though I was proud of it and there was nothing wrong but I maybe because I knew other people were judging I just tried to play it off like this is cool and I like it, but I like it because it's cool, and this is this is where I'm at.
1: Yeah, there's a lot in thinking about what sex is and how we figured it out. That's about, but what's the normal way to feel about sex, and what am I supposed to do, and what am I supposed to know, mm-hmm. and how do I show that I know enough that I'm not weird but don't know too much that I'm weird. I remember that, too. Huh. I remember in camp, there was an improv show, of the, like the older kids did an improv show, and There was a joke that ended up being kind of a double entendre by accident that was sexual and the older kids in the audience got it first and were really laughing and then the counselors kind of cleared out the younger kids from the theater like the show's over like go to bed and i remember the other girls in my cabin being like i don't even get that joke and i remember i did get it and i felt like you couldn't tell them i did tell them but i felt really uncomfortable i was a little bit older and i felt like Okay, if you like, if you must know, I'll I'll tell you. But I also felt a little bit weird that I knew this thing they didn't know, and um, yeah, it was a really big sense of like, I don't want to be the first, I don't want to be the last. Like, I don't want to watch porn, but I also don't want to know nothing. Hmm. Yeah, and I did end up like finding random things on the internet. Probably the way I understood that joke is some random thing I read on like a one of those like. I read forums on these, like not Neopets, but like Neopets-esque like websites of mm-hmm. games, and yeah. there were discussion forums. And I ended up learning a lot about sex from those random corners of the internet. I can only imagine what information you gathered from a chat on a yeah. Neopets
0: adjacent <laughs> <Yeah>. game app. <laughs>
1: there was some discussion on
0: your forum. Underdell, 1995. Exactly. <laughs> That's
1: yeah, there was a like a discussion thread that was like perverted teachers themed and none of it was really about perverted teachers it was about kids no. like misunderstand like, or like making jokes about things that teachers mm. could have meant gotcha. but I learned a lot of words from that and like how things could be punny mm. and sexual speaking about teachers and
0: what sex is and how we came to understand it better I remember being sat down in 7th or 8th grade because all of my teachers found out what skeet meant I remember that too and I remember us all knowing what it was, but I don't think I even really knew that it was sort of, it could be the end of something. And then at some point in like just a year or two, it I came to define it as, oh, that's the end of sex. Mm. So it just became, it went from being this sort of arbitrary bodily act to being the marker of, well, a lot of bad sex. Mm and quick endings to sexual
1: experiences oh it's a bummer
0: yeah (laughs) oh yeah
1: yeah all right so if you were gonna answer this question for for young people what would you say what is sex i would probably
0: start by saying sex is a lot of different things to everyone to different people um I think that my definition of sex grows and expands every day with every new experience and new conversation. Um, so probably while explaining that to them and hoping that that registers in a way that feels positive and good, trying to convey also the need to protect yourself both emotionally and physically.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I answer this question for young kids, like elementary school, I always say sex is usually some combination of body parts touching each other. It can involve mouths, it can involve hands, butts, penises, vaginas. Like, usually some combination of those body parts in a way that feels good. And kids are usually like, oh my god, you put a mouth on a butt? Like, what are you talking about? Um, But I always just emphasize, like, you don't have to do any of those combinations, right? Like, they're all just whatever is is a choice. It's not for now, right? It's for when... You're older and it feels like you wanna do it. So if it sounds gross, then don't even think about it. As soon as it doesn't sound gross, that's when it's time to think about it. Um but yeah, just some fun combination of body parts.
0: And how would you approach it for older kids older mm. kids?
1: For older kids I might give them more language around oral sex, anal sex, vaginal sex, how sex can be penetration, like something going inside of another body part, right. or it can be all external. But it's just about what so, feels good. Yeah. Yeah awesome yeah there's the ice cream truck
0: (laughs) full disclosure there have been trolley passes (laughs) and we have tried to take the precaution of turning off the ac in 98 degree weather so that true for you listeners all all for you so (laughs) that you don't have ambient sound
1: (laughs) we want you to hear us loud and clear We hope that you enjoyed our first episode and that it helps you have some conversations with other people in your life about how you all learned what sex is, how you define it, and maybe how you would talk to young people about it. Contact us with your thoughts and questions, anything you think we should be discussing, if we made you think about anything. If you have any young people in
0: your life who have asked you some stumpers, Mm. please send them our way. We will try our best to give you the language and the understanding you need to discuss it further with them.
1: So again, you can contact us at yes2consent.org. I'm Izzy. I'm Rebecca. Thanks for listening! Thanks for listening! This
0: podcast is hosted by me, Rebecca Klein, and Izzy Abraham-Raveson. Edited by Izzy Abraham-Raveson. Original music by Austin Alfano. Artwork by Rebecca Klein and Jackie Soro. And a special thanks to the young people who asked the questions and inspired this podcast.